All right. Look at that. After Hours with the Donnie Grubb Band. What's up? At least two of us. Right? Featuring my buddy uh, Scott Turin over here, or Turin, if you want to say his name right. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks it's, it's Turin, because that's how Donnie yes. pronounces it over the microphone. Which is very wrong. It, well, it's Turin, and he spells it, well, he, he pronounces it T-U-R-N. Mm-hmm. Turin. So, we, we are, if you haven't noticed, we are Donnie Grubless right now. Absolutely. He's so, uh It's episode 12, by the way. 12, really? Yeah. Number 1 2. Wow. Yeah, me and you. We're doing this a little bit later in the week than normal. <laughs> well, it's it's been a week. It's uh It has been a week, that's for damn sure. You guys uh I mean, start with uh do you want to start with that? Were you, I mean, what caused that? You guys were on the road again. We were on the road again. We went up to Minnesota last week for yeah. 2 days. That was a good time. Yeah, you, you guys literally spent like uh, 20 hours of traveling for like 45 minutes of playing. Like you did, even, was it 20 hours? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making up numbers. <laughs> we actually got to fly. Donnie and Cliff are really good at flying, you know. <laughs> oh, they love it. They love flying more than anything. No, but you left on uh, like you left on what? Because you played a wedding, right? Somebody mm-hmm. came here to the hitching post. Hired yep. you guys to go up there, right? Exactly. Yeah, the, Dave Wire, one of the one of our regulars here. It's also buddies with our friend uh, Raleigh. Yeah. That lives up there in uh, St. Cloud. Yeah. Basically, the place where we played at was about two miles away from Raleigh's, uh, oh, Raleigh's only they could bar. Have coordinated that event. Yeah. Well, since yeah, Raleigh's gets pretty crazy. It's like this place on the weekends where it just gets nuts, you know. Yeah, but so you guys flew out on like what? What's the itinerary? Because it was. We flew out on. Uh, we flew out from Phoenix on Friday. Um, and you played that in. night, we, right? we played Saturday night, okay. and then we flew back in Sunday morning, which was crazy because, I mean, we flew in, I mean, it's two hours behind us, ahead of us. They're two hours ahead of us ahead, in yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we flew out of here at 1245 and got in like 545 or something like that. We had a 100-mile-per-hour tailwind, yep. so we, we the flight was like only two hours and some odd minutes. So it's supposed to be like a three-hour and five-minute flight. But in real world, it was four hours because you, you lose the time. Yeah, exactly. So we got up there, and uh, thank God we got up there a little early. But uh, it's an hour and a half to drive from the airport to where we ended up going to which was fantastic because dave's family took care of us because uh we flew in and uh we were all starving because i think we all just had breakfast that was it you know and we went from twelve forty-five, which should have been lunchtime to five thirty, which is like you know dinner time yeah. so we're all just famished because we didn't have any lunch while we were at the uh airport yeah. and i eat on a clock yeah it doesn't matter if i'm hungry if dinner time shows up, yeah, yeah, no, but but it, the fact that we waited was a very good thing because uh, we got the we got to it's not even St. Cloud. He's like this was a little ways out from St. Cloud. It was probably forty five minutes out of St. Cloud that we went to. It was a I think it was called Pearl Lake. I think that's what it was called, and uh, that's where uh, our buddy Dave, the guy that hired us to go out and do this wedding. Uh, he lives there. He has a cabin out there on this lake, and it's fantastic. There's two cabins there. One's his mom's and one's his. And uh, they made us, like, smoked ribs. They made us uh, cheesy potatoes. They made oh. us uh, some bread. Got like, it smoke and cheese. Dude, oh, my gosh. It was so good. <laughs> so so what's his setup? Like, you're talking about the, uh, like, so they have, his mom, him and his mom have a cabin. Yeah. On a lake. Yeah. So what's the setup? So is there's it, a like, cabin over here, which is Dave's, cabin over here, which is mom's, right next to each other. 
are there other people around? Or is oh, there's a whole of, bunch. Yeah, so th- this is like a whole like peninsula, or like uh, no, it's uh, the whole uh, shoreline has a uh, has a bunch of houses on it because nice. uh, Minnesota is very different from Arizona as far as they uh, have water. Well, they have a lot of water, so there are people that have cabins on water. So I mean, if you've no ever kidding. seen, yeah, if you've ever seen, uh, wow, if you've ever seen uh, Grumpy World? Old Men, yeah, Grumpy Old Men has that whole thing where it's you know you see these houses on the lake, which here it's not like that. Here it's just. You know, basically our water reservoirs, they don't let you build a house next to it, you know. And uh, But, yeah, every every place that basically is a lake in Minnesota has, has a whole bunch of cabins around it. So he's kind of in that same situation. But on top of that, like, he fed us, took care of us as far as that goes. And then we went down. He has this old boathouse that he converted to a bar down by the lake. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's, that's the most awesome thing ever. Wait yeah. a minute. He had a boathouse. Yes. He turned into a bar. Yes. And you played there? We did not. We That's went down there. Yeah, we went down there and we got a little blitz. Donnie was good. Donnie didn't because, you know, he can't anymore. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we went down there, me, Tim, and Cliff. Cliff had a few drinks. I, I, me and Tim definitely had more than than, uh, than Donnie did. Or, sorry, than Cliff did. Cliff still had some. Good for Cliff because Cliff doesn't drink anymore. But he had a few. Tim had a few. I had a few. We had a great time. Cliff drinks like one day a year, and he picks right? the shots now. Yeah, well, that, that's how it is now. It wasn't like that back in the day with Cliff. Cliff was. Mm. <laughs> well, back when we first met, we were we were all savages. But but that's. I, I really wish I would have been there for that. Uh, I don't know why you didn't go. Instead, uh, you went to Wisconsin and went to where the stupid ass uh, <laughs> Green Bay Packers play. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to. I had to work. Yeah, how you dare know, you? I, have, I actually have a real job that, surprisingly, people don't believe that I have. <laughs> I know you have one. But, uh, yeah, it, it was cool. I learned some interesting things on that trip. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I flew into Sheboygan, Sheboygan Wisconsin. Yep. Sheboygan. I saw it, I was like, holy shit. That is <laughs> as Sheboygan. It, it's as big as it sounds. Yeah. I think there was 12 people in the town. Yeah. And did, uh, did, it, did the runway actually, was it like something that actually had uh, pavement on it? Yeah, this one did. Yeah. Um, it was it was nice. It was a nice change. But no, it's actually a, a pretty popular airport because it's, uh, as you said, that area is beautiful. Yeah, And gorgeous. so there's some great golf courses. Um, so I flew up with no plan, um, and I landed no hotel room, nothing, and just started driving around that area and mm-hmm. realized Green Bay's only 45 minutes away. Oh, there you go. So I went to Green Bay and went to, the obviously, the stadium, had to do that tour. And I learned something interesting. You know who the oldest team in the NFL is? Isn't it the... Well, it's, no, it's the Cardinals. Yes, yeah, the Cardinals absolutely. Are. Yep. And they started in Chicago. Yeah, I was going to say, they weren't even in St. Louis. They were Chicago. Yeah, they, they weren't the Cardinals either. They no. were, gosh, there was something else. I can't remember. Now they served beer on that tour, so I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were, uh, it was cool. I thought that, that was interesting. So yeah. then it was the, the Bears, and then the uh, Packers joined in 1921. How yeah. I remember that. I don't know. And there was, like, multiple leagues, too, right? It wasn't just the NFL. There was a whole bunch of... Yeah, AFPL or something. Yeah, it became something like the that. NFL and, and, and whatever year that was. But it was interesting to find out that, that, that this... We have the oldest team. Yeah, isn't that funny? In the NFL. And for the longest time, they were just terrible. <laughs> and how's the record this year? Yeah, well, then... That's a very good point taken, but it, apparently it just took them to get a stadium to, you know, kind of actually light a fire under their butts a little bit. Yeah, it, it, you know, it was interesting that the Packers, what's what's cool about that is is it um, it's a very small town, mm-hmm. and they're the only small market team left. 
and they are supported by the city. Oh, are they? It's only 100,000 people that live in Green Bay. Wow. And they are like number three or four in marketing. So you consider like Dallas, you know, the big markets. Patriots probably. Yeah, that that are taking over the NFL. and, And the city basically got behind them and said, we will help you. They, they, the it's owned by the city. Mm-hmm. Fans, yeah, buy fans stock shares, and they literally just kick in money when the team needs it, yeah. and did for years. And um, now they they built a stadium around uh, having weddings and events. So the whole stadium is built as kind of a like a community center kind of thing. Yeah, you can just walk in and and wander through it all yeah. day long. Well, you got to give them props for that. I, I can't stand that team, but. I kind of like nothing, that story. Nothing against a team. Yeah, I, I you know, it's uh, and who's your favorite team? Uh, Vikings. That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made fun of them a lot. So I bet that, they did. That, that, yeah, I know that. Uh, what was his name? Uh, whoever the governor was for, I think it was governor. I think whoever the governor was for uh, for Wisconsin when the uh, new Viking stadium was being made. I guess all the steel girders were being made in Wisconsin. So that asshole went over and he signed his name on one of the girders that was going up in the, the Viking Stadium. Oh, no. <laughs> right? So, obviously, I'm from Oklahoma. And uh, in case nobody else knows. But uh, <laughs> so Oklahoma State University. So you have OU-OSU, which mm-hmm. is a huge rivalry. Well, when OSU built an expansion on their stadium, yeah. they inadvertently hired a guy that was an OU fan. <laughs> And uh, these are the questions you have to ask when you're building a stadium. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he got in a lot. I think as I last heard, he got in a lot of trouble. But so he, as he was building, you know, putting the bricks and everything on the outside of the stadium, he mi- he miscolored a certain number of bricks, and he, he put OU Uh-oh. on the outside of OSU Stadium <laughs> in a part of the stadium that probably went that over was really well. And they could not. They could not change it without that changing out sucks. everything. That sucks. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, that's a bold move, Cotton. That, <laughs> right? That that's the, that's what gets you murdered, like in the Midwest, yeah. like that. You know, yeah. there's that like Midwest, like nice, like slower pace of life, except for <laughs> when football. you mess with football there, especially yeah. when you get a little closer to the South there. Yeah, you know, football in the South is different. I remember I went to uh, Alabama LSU a few times, yeah. and I went to uh, the last game I went to. God, it was back in, I don't know, 2012, 13, whatever. But I remember the stat. There were 250,000 people in the parking lot that didn't have tickets. 250,000 people? Just there to hang out and, and, and pregame and enjoy the game outside of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the 105,000 inside. Jeez, 105,000 people in that stadium? Yeah. That's a lot, man. Holy yeah. hell. Yeah. Because I don't even think, I think the, gosh, I think Vikings, let me see this here, because I know the Vikings' new stadium is rather small for for an NFL stadium. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called, so I'm going to say Vikings Stadium. That should come up. Capacity. Definitely need an internet guy. Yeah, well, I got it right here, buddy. Nice. 66,655 people can find right, that. So look up Bryant Denny. What is it uh, called? Bryant, I think it's Bryant Denny Stadium, Alabama. Brian, it just brought it up automatically. 101,821. But isn't like, dude, doesn't Penn like have a ridiculous, like a ridiculous amount too? 106, yeah. almost, uh, okay. almost 107,000 for them. But then also Michigan, like it seems like those two schools like go between having like the biggest. Oh no, Michigan's. That can't be right. 
<laughs> oh, no, it's 107. Yeah, Michigan's wow. 107. Right. And it's cold there. Yeah, 107,601. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just like, and I don't even know what ASU is. I know ASU just updated, it's but like, I don't even like, think it's, it's close. It's, it's 1,300. <laughs> 1,300. <laughs> 71,706. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. not a whole lot. That's no, but, insane. But here's, here's another thing from Green Bay that I thought was interesting. And, again, I'm not, you know, I have nothing against the Packers. I'm a, I'm a huge Brett Favre fan. Uh, I, I like players. Um, I'm a huge Brett Favre fan. But what was interesting is every game since 1966 has sold out. That's what you said, man. That's insane. And uh, 1966. Yeah, and the guy leading the tour, the only way to get season tickets is um, you can buy the boxes, obviously, because mm-hmm. they're, they're for sale every year, and they're thousands and thousands of dollars per, per yeah. game. But the season tickets, um, if you die, they you can be willed down. Up to a first cousin. Really? And it's un, it, like you can do that for as long as your family has it? Well, it's, yes. And that, wow. Because they stay, they, it stays with the community. Oh. And so the, the guy and the, the two people that were given the tour, they both, every time they had a, a, a granddaughter or whatever born, they um, put their name on the season ticket list. Mm-hmm. They're 113,000 away from getting a, single, a season ticket. 113,000 people, which means 113,000 people that have opportunities yeah. to buy season tickets. So it's virtually impossible. Or, yes, it's basically. Can you sell your tickets to somebody? Like, you know, as far, like can you sell your, your chunk of season tickets to somebody you know, I, forever? I, I don't know if it's like I don't know if you can transfer it per the organization, but what what they they can sell them via like the marketplace, like yeah. StubHub's and and those kind of places, and that happens. I bet you that could be pretty lucrative, man. <laughs> yeah, well, there's you know what's 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 another thing that's weird about the stadium is they're they're in um, it's it's in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird! Literally across the street, lining it are just houses that are clearly built. As party places, I was going to say they're probably just like they're like big, high, second-story balconies, mm-hmm. and and it's Packers everything. But it's built in a neighborhood. It's not like a normal stadium where it's out in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. It's literally there's it's it's just the town is right there, and you walk to the stadium. Yeah, I know. Like a lot of the older stadiums were kind of like that too. Like we could go like the Veterans Memorial here, and that's kind of close to you know civilization like as far as like i know that's an nba uh thing but uh it, it seems like the older stadiums were like that um and as they get newer they like started moving them out because i know at one point before the cardinals built their stadium they were talking about building it in gilbert at one point <laughs> yeah. yeah there was like four places gilbert was one of them and glendale ended up winning but it's like they do that like because like gillette stadium that's like out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Mile High, New Mile High Stadium. That's out in the middle of nowhere as far as that goes. I think Mile High is still a little bit more in town, though. What? But Murfreesboro. Have you ever been to Murfree- Murfreesboro? Murfreesboro? I call it Murfreesboro. Where's that? The same place. No. <laughs> <laughs> Murfreesboro. No, never been there. You know. And even, though, even the way you say it, you've never been there? No. no okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it <laughs> well, seems like a pretty it, small town. It's not like going to Boston, you know? I was thinking. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Murfreesboro. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. We could be talking about different things. I, oh, I'm talking about, you know, where the where the uh, Patriots play. Oh, no. I've never been up there. Well, yeah. I've been up. Yeah. Me and the North don't get along. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but what I think what, part of what, what helps Green Bay is, again, back to, 
like when you're in Denver, you're in Dallas, you're in Houston, mm-hmm. you're in LA, you're in Vegas. Now I guess they're having the, the Raiders are moving over wherever property value is an issue. Yeah. That's not an issue in Green Bay, Wisconsin. No, it's not. (laughs) They they kind of put it close because people have to walk and it's freezing there. Oh, it is so cold. Have you ever seen how they, uh, because they have natural grass fields. Have you ever seen how they keep that in the middle of the winter? Well, I put the pictures up. Have you seen, they they tarp it. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you. I got it. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, but they, uh, it was weird. So they they uh, they have a European soccer field. Oh, weird. They have natural grass. Mm-hmm. They had glow lamps on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they, and they're they, like really close to the ground too. Yeah. And they basically put like I don't know why I'm using that as a symbol, but they basically put like hair plugs for men with synthetic grass into hmm. it to supplement it. So. I think it's uh, whatever percentage of the field. If I make up a number, it's going to be wrong. So just <laughs> let's call it like you know forty percent. Yeah. But it's it's fake grass. But they let's see how much how much of the it's uh, of the field. They're one of the only teams that do this at. Wombow. There we go. What you call it? Wombow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that team. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go with that. Uh, let's Who see might if correct says. anybody on pronunciation? I'm from Oklahoma. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, as you can tell, I'm super duper into football a whole lot. All Me right. Just, a new grass surface was installed using Desso Grassmaster System, which has synthetic fibers woven into traditional Kentucky bluegrass sod. Even the new video boards installed in 2004 have been influenced by the field's nickname, which is called Tundra Vision. Doesn't really answer my question, but, you know, whatever. At least it kind of gave me some cool nerdery for it. Yeah, and I'm not huge into football anymore, but, like, since that's all I did last week, I, you know, it's all yeah. I have to talk about. So. <laughs> well, you, didn't you say your hand's, like, as big as Brett Favre's? Yeah, that was funny. That was, an, I, that, was a, that was a weird thing. They had that, which I, you know, I have apparently, according to everybody, I have, like, larger than – than normal, but uh, <laughs> his were ten and five eighths, and mine were like right there, right there. So yeah. you'd be able to toss a football around. Well, right? I, I can, but I'm unfortunately I'm not attached to a six foot four, two hundred thirty <laughs> pound frame. I'm still five ten, two twenty, and, and you know, yeah, can't really right. get over the can't really get over those defensive lines there yeah. as easy. And I just wasn't that good at football. So. God, I didn't realize he was that tall, man. Six four. I don't know. Oh, I just made know. up a number. But oh. You can look that up too. That's he's, a good point. Let's see. Let's see what he is he's, here. He's a big I, man. I'm sure somebody's yelling at the like their computer screen right now. That's not how tall he is. Yeah, because we're talking about football, and we got to get this right because people are going to be crazy about it. But Favra, Favra, he's a big man. Oops, bigger should've, than me. Should have probably put height in there. Now it's just showing me pictures of him. Oh, careful! With that, <laughs> six two, he, okay, six two, two inches off. So I mean, that's still a tall gentleman. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the same height. Yeah, you can me. see all these guys. Dude, Patrick Mahomes is uh, six three. Tom Brady six four. I didn't realize he was that tall. He's a big man. Peyton's yeah. freaking tall. I didn't realize Cam Newton was five, a six five man. Yeah, I ran into uh, Peyton Manning. I say ran into him. I saw him mm-hmm. in Denver uh, a few months ago, and he he was on the ramp at the airport I was at and he got out of his BMW and good lord he barely fit into it he's a big man you, you until you see him in person we're like oh okay he, <laughs> he was he was you know 20 yards away from me I'm like that looks like Peyton Manning and then it took him three minutes to get out of the car yeah you know and legs keeping to keep standing up and I'm like that car is literally at his waist wow he's, you know he's six four and he's six five six, six five, five yeah. six five and he's you I wonder know what Eli is man that's crazy 
Uh, well, he's more he's successful. He's 6'5", also, dude. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Didn't you say he's more successful? He's got two, two. Super Bowls, right? Yeah. And, uh, you, uh, Peyton's only got one. And it's ironic that he's trashed the Patriots, which was always uh, Peyton's like Achilles heel. Yeah. And But Eli's, I think, won. Is he won Did two he win against two? them? Uh, I remember the catch against the, against the helmet. Um. And again, I'm talking football. Like I'm <laughs> right, fan, they're sitting like, here. Who did New York? I don't know how we got on football. Beat for their Super Bowls. I don't know. This is up tonight. Spell Bowls B O W S. Like the only football I catch on Sundays is when I I'm stare at the screen. Yeah, New England. You're right. Yeah, I watch it Twice. right there on that TV. <laughs> right. That's the only football when you're not I watch. trying to, you're like yeah. I yeah. don't care what's happening, but I can't stop yeah. looking. <laughs> All right, it's through Amarillo by morning, so I'm going right. to watch the right. I know this one by heart, <laughs> except for when I don't because, like, so I got I, I, here's where I get messed up, dude. Like, I'll be sitting there, like, not, like, like zombieing out on it, like, watching, and I'm sorry, Donnie, I know you're probably listening to this, but I'll be, like, zombieing out on the TV, and I'm just like, you know, and we'll start playing. I'm just doing my thing, and then all of a sudden, like, somebody will, like, make a badass catch or something like that, <laughs> and, like, I'll just, like, I won't play the right part, like, like I'll hit a crash randomly, or like the snare will just be missing for a second. <laughs> but it would work perfect in the highlight video, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> that's basically me going, oh, but audibly oh. on an instrument. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it happens. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think that's what's funny is is you know, from previous we talked about. I'm obviously new to this. I've only been hanging out with you guys for a few years but it's funny the amount of like mistakes and things that happen up there that, that probably nobody else on nobody, <laughs> nobody else, else out knows. here would know but it's nobody else catches but it's you know no, and we're we're ripping each other apart for it up there <laughs> oh, just, just savage <laughs> the looks we all give each other oh just just hateful and the funny thing is is i'm back here and i hear most of that stuff i mean i, I might not you know get like oh somebody was slightly out of tune but like i can hear when somebody really barks a note you know and I'm just looking at your ass, just like, oh, was gonna look at me? Hmm? No. Huh? You guys look back at me when I fuck something up, and I just get to look at your ass this whole time? Yeah, we never turn around, like, until the drummer makes a mistake. Right, and four that, people that go. <laughs> four people, and then I just wave. And usually I have something smart ass to say to you guys, too. Always. <laughs> Yeah, but it is funny, and that's that's been kind of the, the new thing is is kind of starting to relax in this environment because I have no idea what I'm doing. But it is funny just to hear things and watch me like. Yeah, well, you're starting to you're starting to get a little bit more of an idea, I would say. Yeah, it, it, but it's 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 really funny, and it happens. I mean, that's why that why they don't do records in one take. No, you know, live music is live music, and yes. sometimes you just do things that you shouldn't do yeah and well, uh, but that's what's cool about you know recording also like we i've been donnie and i talk about this a lot is that it's kind of cool like back in the day we actually talked to tom about this too is that you know the way that those guys would do it was they would just take maybe three takes of the song you know and then they just really? chose whatever they thought was the best one they didn't that's it yeah they didn't do uh they didn't do any punch-ins or anything like that you know, I think it's. I good. mean, they do a little bit, but not like what what people do nowadays, where it's just like, oh man, take that again. Oh man, take that again. Oh man, take that again. You know. Well, they couldn't then because it would, uh, you know, you, you know a lot more about it, but it would kind of wear out the uh, yeah, tape. Yeah, straight you up. You only had so many passes. <laughs> so many bad. You only had so much tape. You know. Yeah. So if the drums were right. Everybody else better be. Yeah. You better be. You know, but but these guys also, uh, you know, versus now, I think, and maybe I'm talking out of turn, but these guys uh, versus being some people that just want a, uh, 
a show or got popular on YouTube, mm-hmm. these guys sat in cars and they traveled and they they yeah. played gigs. So they were everything they were doing was was very uh, honest and very live. Yeah, and that's then they just went into the studio and did what they did the last eight weeks yeah. on the road. So it was a, a different process versus guys that maybe never played together. No, there's a lot of way, like a lot of stuff nowadays is uh, like a dude will come in with a song and it might just be one guy. It's usually not a band. You know, when I say usually not, it's not really the case either. But a lot of the times that, you know, like when I'm working with Brian and Donnie and we get a song. Yeah, because you it's just record a lot of yeah, it's just you guys do a lot of Yeah, but it, it's people. just, you know, either somebody playing piano or somebody playing their guitar and then just singing. And then we have to build the song around that. Um, I don't think it was like that so much back in the day. I mean, I'm sure it was. Like, I shouldn't. It shouldn't say that, but I, I feel like uh, a lot of the most, the more memorable bands, you know, um, I have a feeling country was probably a little bit different than like rock, you know, like rock because you had the whole bands that would write these songs together, but you'd, you'd get your Dolly Partons and, you know, uh, Johnny Cash. I know Johnny had his own band. I'm sure Dolly had her own band, but uh, they're, they're literally guys in Nashville that that's all they do is just record for other people. Yeah. I mean, you know, Brent Mason, mm-hmm. Highland, a lot of these guys are, they're, they're Nashville players and they're, mm-hmm. they're on everybody's record because yeah. they sit in Nashville and just, I mean, really as far as a player, um, versus going on the road, if you want to be a, they're probably making more money. Well, back in the day, well, back in the day, they were making a lot of money. A lot of those guys. And since, uh, it's been so easy to record on your own now, it's, uh, I think that's taken a huge chunk of change at a, the studio players uh pockets and yeah. you know i mean that's the same kind of thing that like all these humongous studios have gone away because you know people are able to record this stuff and not have to pay you know like the million dollars at the end of it to you know get their their well, tape yeah the the technology and the modeling and i think you guys had a, a, a talk about like modeling and amps and mm-hmm. sounds and all that's becoming you know it's becoming pretty darn good now. And to where the, like we're talking earlier, like not many people, myself included, can hear the difference. Yeah, but you definitely hear the soul. Like you hear the soul between like the, the older songs and the newer songs. Like the ones where, like the older songs where they just be like, I sounded good on this take and not that take, you know. Yeah. Versus nowadays it was just like, okay, I didn't like that syllable in this, you know, this take. So I'm going to just punch in on that one area moment yeah and fix that and make sure it's perfect so you got this you know just the surgical you know just you know sterile recording you know and that's kind of it's too clean like well, it's exactly what it is when i say that like something sounds like it's been just too uh too processed like it usually just means like it's it's just surgical it's just perfect you know and i like i like that imperfection that you know like led zeppelin for example like those guys it's like one of the sloppiest bands that, you know, is out there. And I just loved that. I love the fact that, you know, you could just hear, like, you could hear in a recording where, like, you know, John Bonham had a bass drum, like, pedal where it had a squeak. And just hear, me me like, as, the play, as they're playing the song. And it's in the recording that went out on all the records, it's you know. there. Yep. And that's, like, what made it cool. It's just like, yeah, listen to that. Or, like, you'd hear some, like, a phone ring in the background or somebody coughed when they weren't supposed to, you know. That's what I like about that kind of stuff. Nowadays, it's just like, oh, somebody coughed in the background. We got to take that one more time, you know. Well, that's the thing, too, is I don't, I, again, I'm 
what do I know? But, you know, now it's like six people can do this from their living room yep. and never meet. Oh yeah, and that 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 surgical that sterile thing I think is is lost on on people like like I swear I swear if 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 Donnie gets a cold you have a cough yeah right <laughs> you know because you guys are together so yep, yep. much and and like Cliff and those that that cohesion mm-hmm. and that that can't be replaced no you but know, that, it just, that it just can't that's what's cool about uh, playing in a band as opposed to just being like a, a you know as opposed to like as a I got to say this the right way because I'm uh, so the way I'm explaining it right now is not going to come across right. Um, there's the songwriters, right? There's people that are songwriters that sit down and they write these songs, which are often the best version awesome. of that song. They can be like, like a lot of times. Yeah, they can be. Uh, the, what What's cool about that is when they want to kind of expand it, you know, because uh, they'll come in with the song and it'll just be like a we'd call it bare bones, you know, unless it was, or when I say we, I mean, it's a, I would call it bare bones. Just a flat top and a, and a voice. Yeah. You know, and there's songs that that sounds great. And then there's songs where you're just like, okay, I hear the style you're kind of going for. And then you kind of build around that, you know, and, uh, that's, that's what a producer does in like this kind of a situation. The producer is the guy that comes in and is like, all right, this part needs a horn part. So I'm going to make sure I get the horn players and get the horn players playing this part. All right. Okay. Then we need a bass line. So we'll get a bass line. Okay. We need a good guitar part. So we'll get a good guitar, lead guitar player. You know, it's just, it's going to have to be this kind of yeah thing. And like they, they kind of produce i mean that's exactly what it is that's what a producer does so and and that's that's kind of another thing that's gone kind of uh away a little bit in current recordings because i mean uh the process isn't the same like back in the day like you'd spend months in the studio months in the studio and it would be with a recording engineer it'd be with a producer you know and and a, a ridiculous amount of you know interns that are helping out and stuff you know like that's not the case anymore. Now it's just the artist that's sitting there with their computer, you know, yeah. and they're just recording. And there's, there's literally, I mean, there are songs that are winning Grammys right now that people are recording just with their iPad. Like they're using an interface, an iPad, and that's it. Yeah, I think it's, it's um, I don't know, again, I'm, I keep talking out of turn because I like... I think a lot of it's just the instant gratification part of our society where a lot of these bands... Um, I don't know. They 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 feel like no matter what happens from you know October to March, they have to have an album ready for a summer tour. Yeah, some of and them. it does not matter. Like a lot of the big names, no matter what's on it. But it was like that back in the day too. If you think about it, it was just uh, it was more expensive, and it took longer. Well, but I, I mean, they just they they make a point to put things out no matter what it is. It just it's yeah. It's, I it, could it, agree with that. Gotta, I've got to drop an album in May. Yeah, I have to have a single in May. But like the bands that kick ass are the ones that don't do that necessarily. Yeah. And but there are some bands that can do that. But like I mean, for example, like my favorite band ever is Tool, and yeah. those guys just came out with a new album, and I think it's been 16 years since their last album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see. Let's see. That's interesting. Yeah. Length of time. Between 10,000 days. Oops. Probably should put an extra zero in 10,000. Yeah. And I forgot what they're doing. That's how old the earth is, apparently, according to some people. I'll see here. Uh, Apparently, I'm not going to get this information. Been 13 years. My mistake. Wow. Yeah, 13 years. I'll give you that. 
Yeah, that's 13 cool, years. Though. Yeah, so, but so, that band's only, they only have four albums. So what are they, yeah, and they're a big deal. So what have they done in that meantime? Just not. They just, you know, they kind of tour whenever the hell they want to, yeah, you know. And okay. they, so, a, so there's, they, they've never broken up. They've just been. No, they, they got rid of one want, member at one point. What they want yeah. that whole time. Exactly. And that's like their thing. But they, they have these songs that are like 15 minutes long on their album, you know. Yeah. But that, but. That's kind of the thing. They're kind of a little old school in that, you know, where they sit down and they they make their records like that. But that's also how a lot of bands made their records back in the day was they would just go into a studio and then they'd use the producer to just kind of bring all the craziness together and, you know, make it cohesive, you know. And, and put it, yeah, make it ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I guess uh, one thing I like about Eric Church, which, you know, we get to, to play. Yeah. That, that fella. with him. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and... Uh, he he basically said um, he was along the lines they were asking about an interview and do you have an album ready mm-hmm. and he said no he goes I don't I, he goes it's not ready he goes I don't need an album to, to do a tour to yep he said I play music for my fans and I, I play music because I love it and he goes if I have an album that's ready and I, I play will release it, it. yeah. He said, but if I don't, I don't need an album to do a summer tour. He goes, as long as people show up. He mm-hmm. goes, I'll go out and support the songs that I've released and what I've done. Mm-hmm. And if people show up and they like it, he goes, I'll keep booking dates. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of the best answer. Um, no, that, just but that's cool. Kind of anti-establishment like the, the record company doesn't like it. No, he's a little different from like a lot of them. That's kind of where we are, too, with just how how the music industry is now. Is like the artist does have a lot more control over what they're able to do compared to what it used to be. Yeah, he released an entire album uh, for free. Oh, really? <laughs> did he? Oh, you know what? Yeah, he yeah, did. I he that. actually he he um, the the story was, and somebody probably is going to yell at me and correct me on this one, but I, he he had just released an album mm-hmm. and he went to uh, Willie Nelson's um, oh the the Fourth of July celebration. And he was thinking about doing a, a duet album with like all these guys because mm-hmm. like all these old guys are kind of you know they're getting old. Yeah. And he was like, I would love to do something and do a kind of a duet with the who's who of the the, the old school regime that's left. Yeah. And he started writing songs for it and just ended up with an album worth of songs yeah. that were not duets. That's awesome. Though. And he just kind of went you know his own direction and whatever. Uh, so he paid for it. He had it pressed in Europe, mm-hmm. and and pressed in Europe, huh? Like completely, just to keep like it the, from getting well, out. What he, well, what he did is he had basically, um, it was kind of cool. So his fan club, and his 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 statement was something along the lines of he was tired of releasing music to critics, yeah. and record companies, and then everybody telling his people how to to like his music. Yeah. So he just did it, it all on his own. So he released it to his fan club. If That's it, awesome. If, if you had selected vinyl, mm-hmm. you got a vinyl copy. If you'd selected digital download, that's what you got. So people just one day woke up with an Eric Church album, and it was at <laughs> the fan club. That's awesome. He though. paid for everything. He stored the vinyls, and he yeah. had them pressed and packaged as as a, a Christmas album. Yeah. So nobody would, you <laughs> nobody know, just steal it. And yeah. He bought all the equipment himself. That's and, cool, and, though. And paid for that out of his own pocket, which I thought was kind of. Um, That's rare. Yeah. yeah. Not of these guys. But, you know, there's a lot of bands that are starting to do that kind of thing. I mean, if you look at Zach Brown, that dude has his own studio. And it's like a ridiculous studio that, you know, re- a stupid amount of country artists, not even just country artists, like just 
rock and roll, like everything, like it was recorded in this studio that went away because of exactly what we're talking about, and he ended yeah. up buying them. Yeah, look that one up because he, he uh, that's in one of the, uh, I think it's in Sonic Highways. Yes, it is. And that was a great, uh, if, if nobody's ever seen that, Sonic Highways, if you like music at all, I think that's a great uh that was a series? What would you call that? Yeah, it's a series for the Foo Fighters. Uh, Dave Grohl put together with HBO. Was it 12 songs? Yeah, something like that. Like, but 12 he, different, like, iconic studios. 12 different cities across the country. Yeah. And, you know, just talking, like, most of the songs we're talking about, like, you know, kind of what made that city, you know, like, made the music scene there cool, you know, or, like, yeah. what the history of it was. And that was a pretty, pretty ballsy attempt. Like, he's a bad dude, man. I really... Grohl or Grohl, yeah, Grohl well, and them, yeah, Zach Brown and Grohl are fucking but, awesome. But this man. studio, I, I can't remember the name, but it was an old uh, church. Southern in Ground. Yeah, it was an old church in Nashville. Oh no, Monument Records. That's what uh, I'm assuming. That's what it's called now. I don't know if that's what it's always been called. Let's see if I can click on there. He, had, uh, he had all the old studio. The what do you call them? The the not records, but the logs. Yeah, it's the logs and with, they, they, they and dude, Dolly. And and they and left Hank. master recordings yeah. in there, so he has like all of these people's master yeah. recordings. That's kind of important. Insane. Yeah, and he he just bought it. Yeah, I got to see. It's called Southern Ground Studio. Southern there. Ground. That's it. Yeah, and it was um, it was kind of a. It's kind of like a, on par with like a RCA Studio A. No, it was yeah, no, it was straight up, man. Like it's a it's no a joke. It's a converted, uh, a converted church. Like that room has a sound. I think it's one of those. Yeah, no, that's old well, churches. Just sound awesome to begin with. Yeah, and um, that's yeah, no, it sounds awesome. I got to see if I can find what the history is of this other grounds here a little bit. Hmm. It'd be cool if, like, there's a Wikipedia, because everybody knows Wikipedia has the yeah. most up-to-date and factual information on it. It's up-to-date whether or not it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I've won a lot, of, a lot of arguments with incorrect information from Wikipedia. It was originally built in 1897, wow. and it, also it says 1903. I don't know how, maybe it took that long to build. Yeah. It was a Cumberland Presbyterian Church until the mid-1950s. After a, vi- a stint with the, as a VFW post, the facility was purchased by Fred Foster, owner of famed, rec- famed recording company Monument Records. So apparently, it's always just been Monument Studio, but it looks like like Columbia had a, had a connection with that ownership, maybe. Or? Yeah. What's interesting is a church. So Monument. I wonder if there's a there's yeah probably something attached to it. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Like. Uh, why is it called Monument? That's Graveyard sure. maybe attached to it. Something, but that's... that's a, uh, yeah, well, that'd be interesting to build a <laughs> recording studio with a graveyard attached to it. I don't know. That didn't work out so well in the Poltergeist, so... Yeah, right. That was well, just a I house. think it's just called Monument Records. Uh, sorry, it's Monument Studio because the the recording company was called Monument Records. There you go. And Mort Thompson. Thompson. Sorry. This went through puberty, right? Did you hear <laughs> I that? heard that. Like, that was hey. good. <laughs> Hello. Wow, yeah, Chris Christopherson's first three albums were recorded yeah, there. Yeah, like, there's no jokes. I'm pr- I think I saw that uh, Elvis recorded there, too. Yeah. Like, uh, that's not a joke. No. And Neil he just bought it and saved it. Like you said, the masters, and they're telling what he's he's got a hold of. But he's been another guy that, that went, uh, God, it was. Uh, he went completely against it. It was Chicken Fried, I think, was the one that he he. He specifically got, said nobody could record this. And one. somebody recorded it, yeah. and it was like, "Well, they he didn't say can't record it." I, I think he said they can't. Uh, 
it can't be their single. Like it can't be the song that they're okay. promoting. And then yeah. a band did it. I can't remember. And he pulled it. And they straight up can't. They couldn't play it on the radio anymore. Yeah. And it, it like that's interesting. Yeah. Who is that? I don't even know if they're even around anymore. Oh, uh, you just probably look up the song. Chicken friend. Man, I can't talk when I'm talking. Yeah, I can't. I can't type when I'm talking. I would definitely not type in chicken friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't tell him on the internet what will come up. Right. Uh, uh, let's see here. Who? That's <laughs> on my last Janelle. search on there. Who recorded Chicken Friend? <laughs> you have to explain that to Janelle. Like she will not. Like what are you? What are you looking up? <laughs> yeah, she knows I would look up weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, she has met you. Let's see here. Who recorded it? So Little Big Town, I think, was who it was. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I think it was Little Big Town. Wow. Yeah, let me double check here. You know, but talk about a guy that again that stuck to his guns. He was living in a van. No, dude, basically. he straight up went to the the, 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 the like biggest the producer man. in uh, in Nashville. Like basically, like everybody's like, dude, you're committing suicide if you do that. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Get rid of that song. That's not uh, that's not cool. And then one of the other producers that was a big deal in town was like, dude, I like that, and I want you to work with me. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's it's funny. Sometimes you you know. Rarely does it work out where you feel like you're making a, a terrible mistake and it works out like that. Right. But, but, but sometimes showing the, the, the balls to do that kind of a thing, you know, really helps. Yeah, but I don't think people realize, like, what a monster guitar player Dude. Brown is. If, it, like, if, if anybody's listening and they want to hear the great, great guitar, look up on YouTube, Zach Brown, Alabama Jubilee, and it's at his house with um i'll think of it in a second another great guitar player playing acoustic and there's like kids hanging around his ankles and like it's it's some of the like most amazing picking you will ever it's at his house okay so zach brown alabama jubilee acoustic uh is it just alabama jubilee zach brown band live no well it's acoustic let's see if i can because i can play it up on this thing I mean, he plays acoustic anyway. Alabama Jubilee. I mean, this looks like it's at a house, so I'll just play this. Oh, you can do that? Yes, sir. Wow, let's see. I have the technology. No, that's a live version. But still, it's amazing. I'm assuming you probably still hear him. Oh, yeah. He's playing with some other dude here. It's the same guy. It's, uh, what's it say on there? I can't remember that guy's name. This is the other dude playing right now. I actually have it right here. I have it. But it's, just it's tell right. me what it is so I can find it. Well, here. Just, uh, it what did you search? Can I see the, well, that, what I told you. It's just, uh, oh, that was loud. <laughs> but it's going to look, it's going to have that opening screenshot. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I saw that one. I and just, that's, that's Zach Brown. I'm just not used to Zach Brown's bald head. Yeah. <laughs> this is in his house. Guy's a 
getting down with a bad sound. Man, he ain't scared, is he? Yeah, that's, uh, that's not Zach, though. I want to see if it's Zach. Okay, this is Zach playing. Yeah, these guys are awesome, dude. My my first time, like, actually getting a taste of that fella, like, playing like you can, you know. <laughs> you should never say that again. <laughs> I'm going to say it out loud again. The first time I got a taste of that fella playing <laughs> was uh, when he when he actually did the uh, Country Music Awards and Dave Grohl was playing with him. They did uh, Double Went Down to Georgia, and he had that solo. It was stupid. Oh, yeah. There, there's a um – oh, yeah. He did um – he did a cool one too with with Dave Grohl and Bruce Springsteen, I think, and they did Fortunate Son, and that was pretty cool. Let's see if I can just find a solo, dude, because it was the most ridiculous thing. We can watch the dude just kill it. It's ridiculous. I'm pretty sure that was Grohl here. He was looking for a soul steal. He was in a bind. He's way behind. He's willing to make a deal. But he came across some voice on him. See if we can find just where the solo is here. Devil opened up his case now and he said, I'll start the show. All right, it has to be around this time. This whole band is stupid good, man. Oh, they're they're insane. You know, even though they Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. Zach, it's your turn, dude. Come on. Lay them big old balls out there for everybody to see. Oh, he will. I might be right after this part. Hey, he looks like a dude you just want to drink a beer with. <laughs> yeah, you know what's, what's cool about him is he still does this thing with his... I, want to, I don't want to talk over the solo, though. Should be coming up right here, right? Maybe. Nope, I'm stick with the fiddle, huh? He's got some, uh, got some abilities there. There's another one you can look up. It's a cool video. Zach Brown parking lot. They they lost back before they were Zach Brown. Like they were Zach Brown band, but they they uh, lost a tr uh, tire and they were in a parking lot, like in the middle of nowhere, Alabama or whatever. And cops pull up, and they're playing like straight up old school. Badass bluegrass. You just type Zach Brown parking lot, and uh, this 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 is how they killed time until they got their their uh, in the circle <laughs> gas station yeah, jam. Yeah, <laughs> see what we got here. See, this is why it's awesome being a musician, dude. Like, yeah. you break down just like, hey, you just want to play? Yeah, they just lost a tire on their bus. And so, like, yeah, we, we've got time. There's cops that pull up. and I'm like, you all right, guys? Yeah, totally. We're just playing some music together. Yeah, just don't search us for drugs. <laughs> Please, God. You can't just do that, remember? <laughs> little nine-pound hammer is a little too heavy for my soul. That's so awesome, man. Yeah, they ain't mad about AAA. They're just like, hey, we're cool. Girl, that's how I feel when you love me. I'm on top of the world. Yeah. When you love me, I can live forever. When you love me, I am on top Yeah, these guys get down with their bad self, man. 
That's <laughs> so awesome, man. I like that band a lot. They're yeah, really good. Yeah, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of things now that I don't, um, like, musically care for as far as, like, not what I would listen to because they're, they're kind of, like, out there on some of the jazzy things, but yeah. they're so freaking good. They are really like, good. I have to listen to it because, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not, like, my type of music. Yeah, I know. Well, I would imagine that whole Jekyll and Hyde album that they did where, like... Didn't they have, like, Chris Cornell on there and shit like that? Yeah, a lot of stuff. That album was ridiculously good. Yeah, and it's they go up this tangent. I'm like, okay, I, I still got to listen to it. But that's what's cool about them is they get to, like, do that, you know, and, like, they don't, they don't necessarily have a label that's just like, yeah, it's not what your sound is. You know, you can't do that. They're just like, yeah, well, fuck you. We're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I saw him at the Barrett Jackson um, three years ago. Yeah. And uh, they he came in. How trashed was he? Um, he didn't appear, he didn't appear to be too bad. Yeah, he just uh, they they played and they, they he came in as a as they came in and did it acoustic mm-hmm. and they literally played like bar band stuff. Dude, that's awesome. And they played they played the oh they killed the weight. That's awesome. I, man. I still remember that where I was like, you got to be kidding me. They they obviously played some Zach Brown stuff, uh, but they played a lot of. Um, a lot of big standards and a lot of cool things mm-hmm. and they just played and he's just literally sitting there talking and tuning and he played it like a bar gig that's awesome and it, it just it had that feel where it's like these guys might as well have been sitting and playing for three people yeah and and he didn't care and that's kind of the worry. fun stuff there that's a, i mean we've talked with donnie about that a lot you know like when we only have you know maybe two or three people in here He'd rather get off the microphone and go down and just play. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like awkward, Sit man. down and sit with him, you know? I think you and I are very similar on one thing. is we, I, Neither one of us have a problem with, like, 10,000 people. Mm-mm. Like, well, it, then Donnie doesn't either. <laughs> I hate three. Yeah. Like, staring there. at us. Right? Because what The do you whole do? dance floor, like, nobody's just, on it. We should just go over there and, like, sit down and hang out right. and, like, bring the flat top over and then... You know, hey, what do you want to hear? Or oh, would, Donnie, just, Donnie just start playing a song or something, you know? Let's just sit over there and drink together because yeah. what, what do we? it gets weird. Mm-hmm. But when the place is packed, that's easy. But, yeah, it seems overkill if there's... there's mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, straight up. And, you know, and that might be a cool thing to start doing, you know, because... Just sit around and, yeah, you could... You could make a rhythm out of anything. Right. I can. <laughs> I'll just start beatboxing. I'll do some yeah. country beatboxing. <laughs> well, first off, don't do that because that's, that's what's on the radio now. Oh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> like, God good awful. Lord. I don't know, man. I, you know, I have a, you know. You got to appreciate that some of these guys are trying to do something different, but it just sucks that everybody's idea of doing something different is like, let's do this genre and like hip hop. <laughs> you know, and I always go back to this one phrase, and it, it's, uh, and I've said it to Donnie many times, and it's Waylon said, everybody has the right to do it their own way mm-hmm. once. Yeah. <laughs> and if that doesn't, you know, connect, then you just got to move on. But yeah. the, the problem is, I think, is it's it's connecting with, a, a, you know, a large portion mm-hmm. of the audience who are simply just hearing the, the beat and the kick drum. That's and, the truth. But, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of the same. It's kind of this... The same thing that's happening to country right now is kind of what happened to rock, like the late 90s, early 2000s, and rock's kind of dying right now because of that, I think. It's like, it like it's, it's messed with the, uh, the identity of the music a little bit. Yeah, I, I think all, all that, like at least a lot of it had something to say. Mm-hmm. There, was a point, no, there was a point that those, those sounds came together around mm-hmm. the thought, yeah. and it was, it was to convey a message yeah and whether emotion. it was a good one or not 
it was still it was that point and now it's just you know i don't i don't i can't relate with hey girl i'll put some sugar in your dixie cup but right i don't mm-hmm. why has there got to be so many tailgates down and you yeah. know cut yeah. off blue jeans and yeah and all these guys with these big beards and full sleeves of tattoos and i'm like dude you can't even change a car tire <laughs> and i saw you not hold the door open for that that lady walking behind you like they're just it's it's a uh, it's cool to be country but they don't they don't they they're they're missing the point of it yeah. They didn't grow up that way. Yeah. And they, they don't, you know, the songs just don't have as much to say as they used to. Well, and that's the like like you were just saying, though. It's like, And then this also goes back to some of the conversation we had earlier with the, the recording process is that, you know, nowadays, like, the, it doesn't have the soul that it did back then. No. And like what you said with... Uh, with uh, getting these, getting all these instruments together, and you know, it had a message. But not only did it have a message, but like the the sounds that these instruments did with the vocals, you know, actually helped bring out the emotion. I mean, you just listen to like he stopped loving her today. Oh. Like and you don't love that song because like, and and I'm this is, I'm totally gonna come across the wrong way. I'm not trying to come sound like this, but it, you like that song because of the emotion that's behind it, along with the lyrics. There is an absolute feel of emotion yeah. in what the instruments play behind what George is singing there. And that's what makes that song so cool, I think. I don't see how that came across the wrong way. Oh, no, I was, I was, I was about, yeah, no, I was correct. about to go down like a, I was about to say a different word and then I well, we'll instantly thought about I it. No, I, I even forgot no, what I was just about to say. No, you didn't. But I, I but I think, <laughs> I think what you're, maybe what you're trying to say is there's certain songs that, that, that are, that are so well written and they're so meaningful. It doesn't matter if you like country music. It doesn't matter if you like rock and roll. It doesn't matter. Like good is good. Oh yeah. But that's also the thing is just if you pay attention to it. You know, like he he wasn't singing about you know going and drinking out of a red solo cup, you no. know, or you know getting drunk down by the river or whatever, you know, yeah, like in there you know. with the, the the tailgate down, you know, like you that, know, that's, that's not that like that, that's why you know. Oh, that beats killing. You know what I'm saying, music, like, man? That's that, why that, that works with that radio. because it's all the same damn song, you know. That's yeah, kind of the point I'm making. No, I agree. It's um. There, there's just nobody there, there, there's some great artists out there right now um you know if you listen to sturgill yeah really no we had that playing last night uh, and we're all just like what song is this because it didn't sound anything like a country song yeah, the one we were listening but that song was awesome man they're, they're, they're completely different had stupid amounts of dynamics in there like had horn section in there like dude that was awesome yeah, he's uh, he's he's good. I'm starting to get into him. Um, you know, I, I like, uh, you know, now you got Whitey Morgan, who's pretty much the hardcore. Uh, he's basically the reiteration of kind of the worst part of Waylon. Yeah, he's pretty much the like the cocaine and the alcohol. Oh, he's good. got that one thing, but it, it's it, it's got its vein. And and there's some there's some guys, um, obviously Eric, and then uh, Cody Jinks is really good. I don't know if you listen to him. Why do I feel like we played with that dude? Uh, not Cody. No. I thought we did. That name sounds very familiar. Cody Jinx. No, it was, uh, uh, oh, God, what's the, um, God, I can't think of his name now. It's, uh, this is, how bad is that? It was, uh, <laughs> we opened for him uh, directly at uh, uh, Merritt. Uh, when? Uh, year before last, it was the big dude, Luke Combs. Oh, Luke Combs, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, that took uh, a long time. To remember <laughs> that. Yeah, that was the year before last, right? Yeah, I think so. Might have been. Yeah, because it was us. And how did this happen? It was us, Luke Combs, and then Eric Church. Right. <laughs> 
Lucky, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Must right? know a guy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was odd. Yeah, but it's cool, man. I love playing up there. We go, we get to meet and hang out with a lot of those fellers. It's yeah, kind of cool. It's weird. I'm, I'm, I'm committed for next year, I guess. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm just committed. <laughs> I haven't gotten the invite, but I'm still right? on showing up. I don't know if we have yet either. <laughs> right? <I think> so. <laughs> yeah. Well. We're getting kind of close to the end here, so I do need to say one thing: is that uh, Donnie, uh, the Donnie Grub Band, is going to be out in Wilcox on Saturday, playing at the Wilcox Wine Country Festival. We'll be in the street dance area. We're playing from 6 p.m. to 9:45 p.m. So that'll be on Saturday, the 19th of this of God's month of October. And that's near uh, Tucson, right? Yeah, and as you told us, it was 48,000. 4,800? 40, 40, uh, yeah, 4,200 feet. Yeah, yeah. 4,200 feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little uh, up there in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, it's close. Yeah. It's getting up there. <laughs> it's getting up there. <laughs> yeah. It's conserve your oxygen. Yeah. I mean, it's not the Himalayas, but... <laughs> you got to bring you know, like oxygen tanks Well, you got to think ahead when you're loading in. Yes. Hey, move slow. <laughs> there's, there's a few people in the band we need to worry about with that. Yeah. Uh, take it easy. Take it easy. Simmer down now. Easy. It should be a good time, though. I have no idea if it snows there or what. I'm assuming... It does uh, in uh, Tucson, up in the mountains, it snows. Yeah. Well, so same as it does well, here occasionally. I wonder if, uh, if it's the, the time of year where we have to worry about that since, you know, no, I think it's Denver just got knocked with some snow this last week. Yeah, what's well, Denver? Um, no, I think I think you're gonna be okay from the snow. It should be like 75. I'm okay with that too. I think we look it up. What do you mean? We have time. No, oh, we do. Know. We got time to look up. I don't know, know what weather. On the I think podcast. you just gave me the like. Uh, it's over. Yeah, yeah, we're almost there. Yeah, weather. That's not what I'm looking. For. <laughs> it's not working. Wilcox, Arizona yeah, weather. That's not what came up on my search. Uh oh. <laughs> there we go. We could even say forecast. Oh, I just hit something. Yeah, yeah, me both. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's sixty-one right now. Yeah, 61. it'll be. Uh, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be Saturday. It's gonna be seventy-nine and sunny with a low of forty-four. Oh, so yeah, that might be a little, little cold. Yeah, I would uh, bring a jacket. Bring your mittens. <laughs> your mittens. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping by the time we're done, we're supposed to be done by almost ten. So. But, yeah, if you're yeah. down in Wilcox, come and hang with us. Donnie Grubb Band playing down in Wilcox at the Wilcox uh, Wine Festival. Sorry, it's the country. Wilcox Wine Country Festival. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those are those are two phrases I didn't think would go together. Wine and country. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't, don't, don't a lot of these uh, country artists own their own vineyards and stuff now? Um, I think they do. I, don't, I, I think that's actors and producers. I think there's a lot of country dudes that own vineyards. I don't know. Maybe whiskey. They might, but I have a feeling that some of those guys are... I can't say you're wrong. I just don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not arguing. I'm just, I'm, I'm just confused. Well, fair enough. Uh, well, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Uh, well, thank you. We'll, I'm, get, I'm, uh, we'll get Donnie back this next week, and it looks like we're going to be having our buddy uh, uh, George Brunson of uh, Mogion fame hanging out with us on really? Thursday. Yep. Is that no kidding? That's the word. He said he was, uh, he was down to hang with us, so that should That's be awesome, what our next, uh, next really Thursday like should be. He's, I do, he's too. He's a good dude, man. It'll be a good time, so. He's uh, he's never without something to say. Exactly, I, I I fully expect there to be great stories next week. But he's uh, yeah, because he's uh, 
not to hijack, but he's been uh, he's been around for a long time. He has a very long time. He's a staple of of uh, Arizona's country scene. Thirty thirty years. I don't want to date yeah, him. If not longer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be that guy, but he's been at least the eighties, man. I think they started late eighties, mid yeah, to late eighties. That's awesome, man. I hope I hope I make it back from uh, my trip. Hope you do too, man. It'll be a good that. time. Come and just hang. <laughs> Well, sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. If you haven't done so already, we would love it if you could subscribe over there. We're also on the YouTube. Or sorry, not the YouTube. I already said that one. The iTunes machine, if you guys are on the podcast and all that. If you don't want to see our ugly mugs, you could just listen to our beautiful vocal cords on it works there. Works out better. Yep, just do a search for uh, Donnie Grub Band, and you should be able to find us. It's called The After Hours with Donnie Grub Band. And, uh, yeah, please subscribe, like, give us some, you know, thumbs up and stars and all that jazz. We'd really appreciate it. Anything else to say? No, sir. Just thanks for letting me hang out. Uh, Absolutely. You guys every week. I appreciate it. Oh, we love you, Scotty. Oh, I love you too, darling. <laughs> Have a good week.